You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. An Albany area legislator has proposed a bill that would restrict the potency of cannabis products. Democrat Phil Steck from Schenectady tells Public Radio's Capitol Press Room that cannabis-induced psychosis is a real thing, and even some advocates for marijuana recognize that. Steck, who chairs the Assembly's Committee on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse, says his bill is intended to start a discussion on the issue, and he has requested public hearings. Then we will try and find out more about this issue, and hopefully we can come up with something that addresses the problem. Steck wants to cap the amount of THC in cannabis flower products at 15 percent and at 25 percent in other cannabis products. Some of the industry object to this. They include the operator of Trickle of Farbs, an adult-use conditional cultivator license holder in rural Tioga County. Brittany Carbone tells Syracuse.com she thinks the bill demonstrates a fundamental lack of understanding of cannabis products, the market, the cannabis consumer, and overall operations across the entire supply chain. A man who spent 16 years in prison after he was wrongfully convicted of raping writer Alice Siebold when she was a Syracuse University student has settled a lawsuit against New York State for $5.5 million. Anthony Broadwater's conviction of raping Siebold in 1981 was overturned in 2021. Broadwater's attorneys say the settlement was signed last week and must be approved by a judge. Siebold described the 1981 rape in her memoir, Lucky. She went on to win a claim for the novel, The Lovely Bones. Siebold apologized to Broadwater in a 2021 statement. She wrote that as a traumatized 18-year-old rape victim, she chose to put her faith in the American legal system. Siebold said, quote, my goal in 1982 was justice, not to perpetuate injustice, and certainly not to forever and irreparably alter a young man's life by the very crime that had altered mine. The Environmental Protection Agency is proposing the first federal limits on so-called forever chemicals in drinking water, saying it could prevent thousands of illnesses. A toxic group of compounds known as PFAS is linked to health problems, including low birth weight and cancer. The EPA proposes limiting two common types of the compounds to four parts per trillion, the lowest level tests can detect. The proposal would also regulate four other types of PFAS. Bennington College professor David Bond, who has studied PFAS contamination, tells Public Radio's Legislative Gazette that the EPA announcement is a step in the right direction. That said, there are a a number of concerns about how long it took to get where we are and how few compounds are actually being regulated by this announcement. Environmentalists praise the proposal as a long-awaited public health protection, but providers are warning of possible rate hikes for water bills. The city of Rochester is hoping its new Office of Financial Empowerment will help pull more residents out of poverty. The office brings together services that can help people learn how to budget or improve their financial literacy. Entrepreneurs can learn about Kiva, a program offering up to $15,000 in loans. Angela Rollins works for the Office of Financial Empowerment. She says many budding business owners just need a little help getting off the ground. We're talking about a low-income kind of side hustler who just needs $1,000 so that they can buy some some items and they're looking at credit cards with 30% interest rates. So that's why things like Kiva are so important because we're taking what would be a 30% credit card payment and we're turning it into a 0% interest small business loan. 
Rollins was a guest on WXXI's Connections with Evan Dawson. You can learn more at cityofrochester.gov slash OFE. Ilya Labushkin cited an anti-gay Kremlin law and fears of retribution at home in Russia for his decision not to participate in the Buffalo Sabres pregame warm-up on Pride Night last night when players wore Pride-themed jerseys. Labushkin is from Moscow, where he has family and visits regularly in the offseason. The defenseman was Buffalo's only healthy player, not taking part in the warm-up before participating in last night's game against Montreal. Buffalo's remaining players took the ice wearing dark blue jerseys with the Sabres logo on the front encircled by a rainbow-colored outline. There's more news online at wxxinews.org.